0: This is uh, John. This is Jake. And we are here with our inaugural episode of our new podcast where we talk about movies. Two of us have been watching movies together for a long time, so we figured, you know, why not start talking about them outwardly to real people outside of ourselves.
1: People who might actually care as much as we do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: let's hope so. And today for our first episode, we're talking about the 2009 film Moon, directed by Duncan Jones. This is his uh, directorial debut, actually feature directorial debut. He's gone on to direct films like Source Code, Warcraft, Mute. Um, not really familiar with his work outside of this film. Okay, but oh. uh, he actually started as with a background in commercials, which uh, a lot of other directors surprisingly have, like Zack Snyder, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Michael Bay. So a few people have known. It's not a necessarily like uncommon way for people to start a career as a director um
1: i think that this is interesting uh simply because of the uh aspect of the film that deals with commercialism like very poignantly i would say yeah Um, the opening scene is actually a commercial um right uh, and it's come from
0: someone who is immersed in the world of making commercials so yeah like let's just get into the movie then this movie opens with a message from lunar industries and this is like mainly there to set up context for the film, but it also has an arterial arterial
1: motive. Oh, I definitely think so. Um, Should we go into plot before we discuss what we think that this means? Yeah, so
0: like the three main things that this sets up is that, that one, there was an energy crisis on Earth. Two, that there is an element stored in the soil of the dark side of the moon called helium-3, which can alleviate this crisis. And then uh, the third thing is that Lunar Industries harvest this and is now supplying the world with 70 percent of its power which is a pretty insane figure when you actually think about i mean this is like a major big corporation like amazon yeah (laughs) is this why jeff
1: bezos wants to go into space maybe are they looking for i mean i did read an article the other day that um oh not an article actually in the book whistle uh uh targeted about cambridge analytica and their role in the 2016 u.s presidential elections there are a group of millionaires right billionaires right now that are looking to harvest rare minerals from asteroids in the asteroid belt Um, so uh yeah this is very much on the pulse i think of why (laughs) a lot of billionaires do want to explore space um ignoring the fact that we can do things in behavior and and consumerism here that can alter the reality i think that they're so much set on the fact that we don't have the time to change right behavior at the scale that we need to that we need to explore solutions to the problems outside of our atmosphere so So this is
0: a preachy yes
1: very preachy but
0: this opening is like um framed as a corporate advertisement of sorts like like
1: you're watching an ad for lunar industries yes and, and it's it's funny um if they're, they're providing seventy percent of the world's power, it is an advertisement, but it's not an ad for what be for me and John. Like where mm-hmm. do we want to buy our power from? It sounds more like an ad to show your corporate board of directors why, you know, stick around, your dividends will be nice at the end of the year. Yeah. That's what it feels like a little bit yeah. more than Sit like
0: tight seventy percent. Yeah. It's gonna be a big ca- check to cash.
1: Exactly. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like it's selling a product so much as legitimizing investment in the product to me. Um Okay. Uh, and what? I'd like to tackle how it goes about doing that, but I think we need to delve a little bit more into the plot before. Yeah, um, so, sure. so we're introduced to the Sam main character, Sam
0: Bell, Bell, Sam Bell, who is the character of this film, and he's played by Sam Rockwell. Uh, what do you know about Sam Rockwell going in this movie? What have you seen him in before? <sighs> uh,
1: unfortunately, probably not his best roles. Um, I remember him in Iron Man 2. Yeah, that might be one of his biggest roles, like a um, high-profile movie he was in. Uh, I've seen him in other things. I can't off the top of my head right now recall, but I knew the face. <laughs> as you'll <Yeah>. learn, <laughs> I'm better with faces than names. Um, well, I think a
0: lot of people share that sentiment with you because I think for most like people who watch movies, they'll recognize and be like, oh, it's that guy from X, Y, and Z, but they won't be able to put a name to the face. I knew him as like a kid from stuff like uh, Galaxy Quest or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, more recently, he was in that movie, Three Billboards Over Ebbing, Missouri, in 2017. Uh,
1: I heard good things about that I'm yeah sorry.
0: i heard some good things but also like a lot of the cinephile circles i guess i was viewing at the time weren't like terribly kind to it but it did win him an oscar for best supporting role yeah he was also more recently in jojo rabbit uh the taika Watiti movie from a couple okay. years ago uh and he's pretty good in it he i'd say he's one of the most memorable characters not in a lot but he absolutely steals the scene and he's I guess, on a side note, it's the only redeeming nonsense in that movie. Well, there you
1: go. And on a side note, if we are any Taika Waititi fans out there, definitely check out What We Do in the Shadows, the movie and the show on FXX. Oh, for sure. Very got funny got plug stuff. that real quick. Um, but uh,
0: this movie lives and dies by Sam Rockwell's performance. We literally. Literally, yes. Because he is the focal point of everything. His character, Sam Bell, is the man on the moon harvesting this uh, helium-3 for Lunar Industries. And he's the only one up there. He's all alone.
1: He does have a counterpart AI who's... Gertie. Gertie, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is an acronym, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I didn't know it was an acronym. I, I believe it was. Um, we can do a quick fact check on that while we continue. But I I believe Gertie was an acronym. Um, I, we, I don't think we've ever shown specifically what it stands for. But if I remember... It
0: says on like in the top right of him, Gertie three thousand, yeah. I believe. Which, which
1: I love the design
0: of him. He's just this like giant cardboard box that just roll, emanates throughout the whole base there. Yeah, he has this like uh, camera eye that's constantly shifting its aperture and changing focus, and that's like uh, pretty creepy actually. Yeah, it
1: displays its, um, its thinking about how. Sam interacts with it through emojis. Yes, smiley emojis. face, frowny face. face got the um, face when he's puzzling something out. Yes, and uh, sometimes the face comes up before Gertie starts responding to Sam, and you can kind of tell, yeah, without inflection what what Gertie is processing, processing thinking. or thinking. Yeah,
0: right. And a lot of like. Be, you know, being able to tell what he's thinking based on the faces is because he has, like, a really monotone voice. Yes. Voice voiced by Kevin Spacey, uh, which is, you know, interesting covering this movie in 2021. But uh, I think another thing precient about Moon is that it's, like, the best way to portray Kevin Spacey. Not actually seeing him just have a disembodied, monotone voice. I'm telling you everything's okay, don't worry.
1: Yes. yeah, yeah. bit of a gaslighter. he yeah. can be at times. Yes. At times,
0: but... Yeah, um, so... So, you know, this opening with Sam on the moon, he's basically just, like, jogging on a treadmill, which I love that being the first shot we see of him. I want to talk about that a little later. Um, but we see, like, he's kind of... Uh, strikes me as a bit of a hippie. He's got long hair, this beard, unkempt, but he's running this place to a T because, as we learn, he's been there for just about three years. And his contract was to work for three years, so he's on the verge of going home by a couple of weeks. Yes, and that's... Sorry. Um, yeah, but, he just
1: knows how to handle thing. Everything out up on this space. which 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 is a little bit um a little bit off putting if you think about the amount of training that not, uh, I know we just sent a fully um fully civilian spaceflight. You know, I get that. Right, space. Um, yeah. So mm. exactly. Yeah. But when you think about how much training NASA put our astronauts through, um, I believe like the vetting for the program, majority of them were ex Navy pilots. Um, and I think there were some Air Force pilots that, don't quote me on that, but I know they pull a lot from the Navy. Okay. Um, and especially before the advent of, you know, Space Force, the Navy was the branch of the military services that was dealing with space, which, which right. makes sense. And, you know, that's been, that's, that's hearkening, you know, alien and all that, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a little bit disconcerting. He's only been up here for three years, and yet he he can run this thing solo dolo and essentially right. like Sam and Gertie. Yeah, yeah. Gert, Gertie, Gertie exists in in, in a two fold purpose. Um, the second one, which is revealed more so later on in the movie, but the first one is like you know he runs the base, mm-hmm. um, and uh, basically Sam is there to operate the machinery, um, which or or repair the machinery should it go down. Um, right. So that suggests a few things about the technological development of, of the society in the film, right? So we are at a point where uh, AI can pretty much run functionings of things. AI can attempt to mitigate psychological impacts of working conditions on humans. However, it's not technologically advanced enough that we can have AI the run completely. Yeah. the whole job. Um, we need humans. So there's something there right. I think that's important, right?
0: Right, but because of AI, we only need one person up there. Helping supply seventy percent of the entire planet's power.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, I think that's significant, right? So there is a human cost already calculated and you know in the equation for how we are we're we're providing seventy percent of the world's power. Mm. Um, and and I think that this is a good part for us to loop back to that beginning scene um, and, and, and dive into it more. Um, having seen the movie, uh, it definitely feels like an infomercial. Um, and the way that they pitch their contributions to, you know, society at large, right? The world at large. The world at large, yeah. Um, is kind of like, hey, like, you know, we had some power issues. You guys felt guilty about turning on your lights, and now you don't need to worry about that anymore because we provide, you know, you with clean fusion energy with H3 from the moon and, um, so don't feel bad. Run that AC, you know, get yeah. that second freezer and yeah. stick it in your garage. Charge your
0: phone. <laughs> exactly. Don't feel bad about it.
1: Exactly. Um, so uh, on that note, I think it's important to kind of kind of dissect that, right? Um, they're playing off the guilt that people felt about using power without actually addressing the fact that
0: Right. That they scene sh- opens they, they, with
1: power is a dirty word. Yes, exactly. But power, no longer no, but no longer. So we're we are cleaning up we are we are we are mitigating the guilt you should feel for consuming or being a consumer in this system. Right. Not don't analyze how we got to a point where we need to go harvest shit off the moon. Right. Mm. Um ignore that. We don't need to worry about that. But you can like light we'll lighten the load for you, so to speak, mentally. When yeah. You know, you're you've got every light on and, and you know. Right. So I think it's interesting there. It's not like Hey, like we could have avoided this. We'll be better, you know, be better. You know, you should still conserve, but yeah. um and here's your power, we found it. It's 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 hey, don't feel bad. Keep buying, keep consuming. We'll just mitigate the reason for feeling guilty, right? That right. it's not addressing consumerism as the issue. It's 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 satiating the need the need is the issue. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So consumerism is fine. Just keep keep consuming and you can do so guilt-free now because of us so i think that's that's very important um uh, a point to remember um because right because is it actually guilt-free um is it actually clean energy so to speak um so yeah uh clean in what way right right clean in what way in one way but maybe not necessarily another yes yeah and and what are we willing to sacrifice yeah to get it um I guess their their moral calculation was we were already willing to sacrifice the planet and did so to such an extreme way that we needed to find another source or pretty mm. much go extinct. Right. Um, but what's the human cost? Of, and that's of that? what we're going to find out yeah. throughout the movie. So
0: yeah, Sam's up here working hard. We learn a little bit more about the base in the sense that there's no live video feed in or out. So he can only communicate via pre-recorded video. So we see him receive a video from his wife, and his daughter, and his wife's talking about how it's a good thing for him to have been up here for so long. But maybe it's not. He's starting to, it seems like he's pretty lonely, and maybe it's starting to get to him as one day, you know, after a hard-working day out in the lunar base, he's just watching some retro TV, gets up to pour himself a glass of water, and sees a mysterious woman sitting in the chair. And I feel like, you know, sometimes this movie actually like plays a little bit with like horror elements, and I think these visions that Sam starts to have definitely loop into that kind of quarter
1: element as, as you, as, and he's cracking though yeah he's cracking he's crackin'. crackin', yeah so
0: he burns his hand because he gets distracted and gertie comes in to help him gertie's like well why did you burn your hand sam says i got distracted by the tv he lies
1: yes but he yeah. lies after stating he thought he saw a woman in the chair oh and, did and, he yeah and, oh. yeah gertie says like there was no one else with you sam when i came in like and TV, right, and then, and then he says the TV was off when I came in. When I in, came yeah. in, are you sure? You know,
0: and Sam dismisses Some him like, "Ah, oh, buddy, you just
1: need to get laid." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't don't worry
0: too much about things. Um,
1: so yeah, so 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 Gertie initially is picking up on uh, uh, through I'm sh- assuming both uh, facial analysis and voice recognition. Um, uh, Gertie has clearly developed a psychological baseline for which Sam operates well at right? right like he's producing at this baseline um and gertie obviously has a, a baseline test to do which is uh why he would suggest to sam that like maybe something's you know maybe coming a little undone here maybe you want to talk right. about it i hear talking about it helps a lot yeah and sam's like sam's at the point having been up here for about i want to say just over like 2.8 years i want to say he's got three is weeks it, left something yeah, around two, there. I think it's like two, two or three left. weeks yeah. So, yeah. Um, he wants to make sure yeah. he keeps him at baseline. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Sam's not going to go off the handle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 from Sam, he's like, "Fuck, fuck you, bro. Of course I'm going off the handle. I've been talking to is a fucking robot that has like three different emojis and a monotone, right you know? Like, of course I'm going a little fucking crazy yeah, over he's here, like, stir Crazy.
0: And the visions persist because he's out there and roaming the uh, moon and he sees the woman again he yep. gets distracted by her and crashes his rover into one of the lunar harvesters yep
1: and now mind you this is not a woman we've ever seen before no uh, not on the television that we saw him watching prior to burning sand. hand
0: not in not any, not of in the any pictures, pictures on the wall
1: it's not test from the video feed nope it's not his wife and it's not his daughter or is, or
0: it? is it yeah so yeah sam gets knocked out And he wakes up in the
1: infirmary, but he's looking a little different. Yes, so he's
0: not looking nearly
1: as pale. Yeah, nope. Uh, He clearly post, um, you know, him out on the rover trying to trying to get this this uh, this lunar. I'll call it like a lunar harvester. Mm -hmm. So it's basically what it looks like. It looks like a giant crop harvester, or things that they use in South America clear jungle for for farming. Um, and it's but just it, like spraying yeah.
0: the rocks and kind yeah, it churns it. It yeah. up the
1: rocks to get the He3. It's
0: a really cool yeah. like effect they use. Yes. A lot of the what do you think of like the moon in general in this movie, like the way it looks? Because this is a fairly low budgeted film, around five million dollars. Yeah, but I think it kind of punches above its weight class a bit
1: for its budget. I think it does. For its time, I think it's it it it, it does what it's supposed to do on its budget. Yeah, I'm not blown away by it. I prefer. The moon shots when there's less interaction um, with things that were CGI. You know, you think about CGI. um, uh, The you know, well, there wasn't much CGs in this movie. No, no, that was mostly practical effects. Yes, he actually,
0: Duncan Jones got the guy who did a lot of the miniatures in the 1970s Alien film to work on this film.
1: So that to me creates that, and then that's I'm actually vindicated by you pointing that out. We haven't discussed that particular. Right. But it indicates my opinion in that, like I'd much rather I, I just prefer to see those outdoor shots of him going over the moon rather than like you know the the rover crash or or seeing the harvesters do their work because you can kind of tell. Yeah, um, that, and I'm not trying to criticize here, right? 2009, low budget, like it does what it gets does. Do. You know, it gets, it, the, it, job it gets done. the job done, right? It's no, yeah. it's no uh, episode eight of. Um, Raised by wolves here, right? Where, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, where it all just starts falling apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's not even let's get not even in get that. into it. But the CG in that in that it's just for time and budget and the produ- producers on that it was just like you okay this like so I don't feel that way about it. Um, I, I I but I do prefer just those shots of him driving over that wasteland wasteland essentially. Yeah. Um, it's it you
0: get the the scope of how like lonely that this place truly is. Mm-hmm. Just by these shots, these wide shots of the topography of the moon, or him being like the only vessel driving out there, yeah, Everything and it
1: seeps in. And um, that going back to John's point about the pre-recorded messaging being the only form of communication, um, it's interesting. This Sam is we. This Sam um, been been on this mission for two point eight years now, and hasn't heard from the company that they haven't been receiving the fuel or anything else. Right. So so it hasn't. Dawned on him, but I think any any you know person paying attention to the film on the first viewing would take issue with the fact that like we're so technologically advanced we can develop AI, but they can't get satcoms back up. You know yeah, and that's definitely. one of the first things we see when he's heading out in the rover to fix one of the one of the harvesters. You know long right, range like communications are offline. Long range yeah. communications are offline. Signal failure, um, and that's kind of just like okay, well why. Like, this dude, you know, signed a contract for three years of his life and is supplying 70% of the population on Earth with his power, like, but you guys can't fix the fucking phone? (laughs) Right. Like, really? Like, this is, okay. So, you know, that should leave a question mark in your head with where it's going. Definitely. So, this Sam
0: actually does when he, uh, he's a little more irritable than when we first saw him and uh, seems to be one to take some more chances. He gets out of bed and he hears Gertie. Having what seems to be a live back and forth with uh, two executives from Lunar Industry. Yes. And when he rounds the corner, Gertie cuts things off, and it's like Sam, you're out of bed, you know.
1: Yeah. So just okay. to just to kind of to refocus for the for the audience, sorry. Uh, the Sam we're talking about is post crash, right? Yes. Um, he went surprised. out to check one of the rover, one of the one of the harvesters crashes his rover. You see inside the rover, uh, he has a gash above the right eye, mm. um, and uh you know he's he's scruffy looking right and as we stated before he has facial hair and the sam that we cut to in the infirmary right is clean is clean shaven no cut of his eye and um well
0: the sam pre-crash
1: um did get a haircut and stuff and yeah a shave from gertie so yeah but it wasn't you could tell that this was not the same haircut right um now i think the first question i had after after seeing this that he's in the infirmary is how the fuck did he get to the infirmary and you might say like why would i ask this question well right the robots and the ai can't go out to fix the rover right yeah so how are they going out to get sam and bring him back right safely?
0: gertie is actually fith- physically tethered, tethered to, to the, the base
1: so he can't get
0: out yeah, So that how? is definitely like a red light right indicator of what's going on Flags is like how yeah. did
1: he go outside? He, referring to Gertie, maybe I shouldn't gender the AI, but um, yeah, how, right? If if, if it's possible for them to venture out, you know, and do this, it's possible for them to venture out and fix things. They don't actually need a human staff
0: member. And Sam picks up on these, like, questions, and he uh, is irritable. He says he doesn't appreciate being treated like a child, so he manufactures an incident where he would have to go outside to fix it. Gertie's not down with it at first, but eventually he reluctantly says, you can go outside, and Sam goes right to the rover that crashed. And who does he find in there? He finds himself. He's running back, like checks into the moon base, holding his, you know, other between his arms, starts bumbling around all over the place. Gertie comes up. He yells, who the fuck is that? As he drops the other Sam on the floor. and Gertie says, that's Sam Bell
1: but i'm fucking sam bell right like, yeah
0: so this introduces now we have two sams and i think just for like continuity we should refer to the first sam as the older sam and the the second sam is younger sam which also makes, makes biological sense as makes well. biological sense and it makes experiential sense like oh, yeah. the next few scenes in the movie are kind of just like seeing how these two interact and play off each other but i think you learn a lot about them and like how different they are and A big deal that has to do with the experience that older sam has i said the first shot of the movie where you're introduced to him where you see him running on the treadmill is like great symbolization for his character because that's ostensibly what he's been doing for these close to three years he's been on the base he's been following the script and he's been operating on faith faith that he has a wife and a daughter to go home to but young Sam, he wakes up and he finds himself in a completely different situation. He's being lied to. He's being gaslit. He finds a different version of himself. It's important to remember that these two men have the same memories.
1: Yes, yes. Um, but
0: the, it's their experience yes. that ultimately
1: leads to the massive difference between them. Right. So I, I don't mean to get too philosophical on that, no, but that's no. where this is my background, right? So um, for for people out there who who. Whatever You know, you like movies, but um, Plato's Allegory of the Cave um, is basically uh, an attempt at the Genesis story for philosophy as, as uh, not just like a, a practical pursuit or, or, or like an educational method or anything like, but where did the idea of questioning fundamental presuppositions of the operations of reality that were fed by our senses, where does that come from? Um, and Plato's allegory is the idea of this philosopher who comes down into the cave to lead people out of it. Um, mm-hmm. They're seeing, they're in a cave, in pitch black. There's a fire behind them. They can't, they can't turn around. You know, and they're tethered to a wall. Yeah. On, on the wall, the fire projects shadows. Shadows. Yeah. And so, what's discernible of, of phenomena is just shadows until you turn around, and see the fire, and then eventually you're blinded by the light when you come out of the cave. But for Plato, there was always another who had already had this experience who needed to lead people out of the cave who right. would come out and then go back in kind of like a a, a Bodhisattva in Buddhism right someone who a- achieves enlightenment and then instead of you know joining enlightenment at the end reincarnates in another body so that they can try and lead other people to enlightenment um Here, it's introduced in the idea that, um, yes, there's a person, but it's someone already in the cave, and it's not really a person. It's actually an event. Right. Or an inkling or an idea suggesting that we don't need a philosopher to lead us out to question things. We just need something to... I mean, Stir that be, questioning right. up in us, right? Yeah. So and they kind of,
0: you know, get to those answers, lead themselves out of the caves uh, by relying on each other. They push each other at yeah. different times, as we'll see throughout this. And
1: that's, that's what's interesting about the same iteration of the same guy. Yeah, S- older Sam, obviously, wasn't as exploratory as younger Sam. Right. He didn't He didn't, he didn't wake up yeah. into an anomaly. Yeah. Or did no, we, or like, did he? We don't actually know. Well, yeah, we, we don't know.
0: We don't see his opening. Yeah, so we base, have to assume. But, I think
1: that he, he he woke up the same way. Because, right. Like, we he have was to, we following have, the Sam script. And yeah. yeah, and we have to we have to think that Gertie's the one waking them up. Well, Gertie is right. right. So Gertie was following protocol there in waking Sam and in, in waking up the younger Sam. So we need to assume that the older Sam came into being in the same way. Yeah. The way they interact with each other is fascinating to me.
0: Like, that first scene where older Sam walks into the room, younger Sam is very dismissive. He's at his punching bag. He doesn't want to interact with him at all. And then, like, the table turned where he's like, well, I think it's pretty weird that I'm talking to a clone here. And older Sam flies off the handle for a bit. It's like, I'm clone? not a clone. What You're are the you fucking about? clone, bro. Yeah. And
1: younger Sam's like, yeah, okay, bro.
0: And then like, we have another scene where young Sam initiates the contact to old sam old sam's talking to his plants but he's like deriving he's like talking to your plants that's pretty weird yeah, and then old sam sam's all he wants to do is shake his hand he's yeah like, very he says it you know at first like you saved my life i want to shake your hand but when young sam initially refuses he says "Yeah, i'm just very lonely i've been here for but like young sam's put off by old sam and I think the moment that really signals that to me is eventually they get a message from Lunar Industries saying that they're sending a rescue ship in 24 hours. This serves one purpose, setting up a ticking clock for the movie. The movie's gonna end when this rescue ship is, you know, gets there. That's the promise. But the other thing is like, old Sam. Reacts to this is, I'm going home. They're coming for me. Young Sam's like, like what the fuck are you he's talking like, he's about? Like, dude, Do you think Tess is going to be there in lingerie? Like, yeah, I love the, that Yeah, man.
1: dude. He's like, he's like, dude, like, he's like, you got to exist for three years. I have to exist for three days. Yeah. He's like, I know something you don't, which is that there has been Sam's before you, and there sure as shit as all goddamn hell there are Sam's after me. <laughs> right. And like, you're not going home, bro. We're both going in the grave. Like, wake the fuck up, which yeah. I think is awesome. We're in the um, same situation together. And, and I think that it, it's important too, to think that the biochemical structure of these two men is the exact same, yet they're, they're, they're very human, visceral, emotional response to a given situation based on where they are in their perceived existence of themselves yeah. is diametrically opposed. Um, suggesting that experience is the driving factor of like a react, an emotional reaction to a situation Versus necessarily the hard scientific approach that, like, if we could trace every, you know, atomic interaction all the way back to the Big Bang, that we could actually predict everything in the future. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, 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 we account for our inability to make these calculations with just assuming that people have free will, but they really don't. Um, I think that this kind of tries to attack that idea by saying, like, look, genetically and biochemically, the same yeah, I mean, we built an AI to keep these guys at baseline. We can measure this shit to a T. Right. Um, and yet, they are. We can. We know they're different people because they react so differently based yeah. on when they are experiencing what they're experiencing right. in this given three-year time period. Right. They yeah. almost have like the life of a fruit fly, like compared right. to the rest like, of the humans. Like exactly.
0: And like that tension between them eventually boils over, and they end up fighting one another. They can't accept their differences at this point in time. And that leaves old Sam. He gets his ass kicked a bit. He gets hit in the nose. He starts bleeding like crazy. It's disgusting. Made me cringe in a good way, I will say. But, like, the blood and, is just pouring out of
1: him. And as a younger Sam stipulates, he's like, man, I didn't hit you that hard. Yeah. There shouldn't be that much blood. So all And, and, and I mean, it's, it's done... It's, 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 in the cinematography as well like yeah no like if i slap john right now as hard as younger sam hit older sam he would not bleed right even though you know when he gets cut he is a bleeder um he would not he would not be that stuff comes
0: Um, pouring out yeah
1: so Uh, so maybe i don't know maybe i wasn't the best example for that (laughs) maybe maybe not but again i don't actually think it was a nose i think it was his eye Mm -hmm. i believe it was his eye that they said that they that he hit um, his left eye yeah um so, yeah, so that's also something like, what does this mean? So, I think that you know, you start a timer with that rescue ship is coming, but then this fight suggests that there's another timer where and, it just applies to older Sam. And, yeah, and I like, think they, they hinted at it before,
0: like, he, you know, he would like Gertie was like, Do you want some hot sauce for your beans? And he's like, Oh, I'm not feeling well. He's also like, you know, looking kind yeah, of like my stomach, and stuff. yeah,
1: yeah. It's and yes, his overall appearance is what leads to you to question what the fuck is this Sam waking up in the infirmary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know how science works. We all know aging works, right? Like yeah. at, at this at least in the present <laughs> state, which was true of 2009 as it is today, although CRISPR might be changing that. Um, well, we'll, we'll have, we'll, to, wait we'll to, that we'll have to wait on that one. Yeah. But the, 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 the underlying medical assumption right now is that cloned beings... I mean, even Star Wars plays on this to a to to a, to a higher T, but maybe on a more scientifically accurate one. Um, that uh, Dolly, the lamb that they cloned successfully, right, died much sooner in terms of lifespan than than the Dolly that was cloned. And they realized uh, cloned individuals, even from the embryonic stage, have the length of the telomeres of the cloned individual. So okay, so they they are going to break down that much quicker right? because like yes they might be a newborn but they are aged to the point of when you took the genetic material from the being that you cloned
0: okay
1: um, and they kind of nail this right but obviously there's something else going on because yeah you know, the way but, he but starts breaking down they've set a timer essentially, essentially that like yeah. the, this biological clock you know tick multiple tick tick multiple timers being <laughs> off yes so after the fight,
0: Old Sam starts a conversation with Gertie. And I feel like Gertie doesn't really know how to handle things. You know, with two Sams on the base, he's not used to that. So he just comes down with the truth. And he tells uh, Old Sam that he's in fact a clone. Both him and young Sam are clones of the
1: original Sam
0: Bell. And they have all his edited memories.
1: And here you can see the programming where yeah. Gertie where Gertie's programmed to care for Sam. Because it defies its own... Code, source code right um, and says to new Sam you will not send a message to anyone saying old Sam is still alive the rescue team was inbound yeah. prior to old Sam being rescued um, so. I,
0: I find this movie to like be really cold I'm not gonna lie in terms of its emotions but I do love that moment. moment so you know. like uh, I said earlier this movie lives and dies Sam Rockwell's performance and he absolutely like nails that scene where Gertie has the clone reveal. But it, Gertie also has an incredibly warm moment where he his little arm attachment come over and just pats Sam on the shoulder, and I think like in a cold movie like this, those like little moments really
1: stand out to me, and I I, I love that. I I think it's poignant too because for us to feel that way because I I had a similar emotional response to it um, for us to feel that way like, but. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll speak for Mm -hmm. myself, like a robot patting me on the back would always be suspect to me. Right. I mean, I am kind of a bleeding heart, you know, wear it on my sleeve kind of man. So maybe I might be like, oh, thanks, man. But I think the normal human reaction would be like, you know, this isn't real. This is something you've been programmed to feel. Right. Right. But. That's the interesting interest intersect, like, and that's the deconstruction that the movie is trying to make you, like. So, are we just? Are it's tackling the idea, like, are we just biological animals, no different than AI, with mm. a specific source code that we follow, and we're just not fully, you know, aware of the source code yet. So, yeah, you know, is it just our experiences yeah.
0: that make us different?
1: Yeah, or is like, it? you know, so Gertie, actually, you can make the argument feels forcing. Yeah. I mean, it was programmed to, but it does feel for Sam at such an extent that that programming overrides other core commands, like, you know, you're making money for this in like corporation, so when shit hits the fan, you're gonna let us know. And it doesn't right. it doesn't say, Hey, tour Sams are awake and they're figuring shit out. It keeps the it keeps it keeps the company in the dark. So Yes. Yeah. No pun intended. Um.
0: (laughs) So I guess this revelation makes Old Sam a little more open to young Sam's ideas. And they decide to go out together and tour, you know, beyond the reaches of this lunar base in the moon that uh, Old Sam has ever toured before. And they find that there are these uh, giant antennas that are jamming the signal from Earth. That's why they haven't been able to get live video and only pre-recorded messages.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? So we know communications need to come in and out but they're jammed in right. a circular pattern around the base.
0: Though I think because Gertie was having a live conversation earlier, I think he's probably
1: he's in connect- control or, or connected he, enough he can-
0: to be able to, in an emergency situation, make a lot Well, work. yeah, he
1: is, we are, uh, <laughs> the, the, the mining is done on the dark side of the moon, right? That's what the information show tells us, which, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, being a nerd weirdo kind of sucks a little bit, just a tiny bit, because if they were actually harvesting HE3 for fusion fuel... Um, and it was coming from the sun, they would want to be harvesting on the the sunny side of the moon. Yeah. Um, I don't, maybe it like when it turns to the dark side, it ferments, Yeah, maybe something like that. Um, actually, while I was talking about it with you folks just now, I came to the conclusion that the dark side of the moon for us is actually the side that faces the sun. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm an idiot. I'm the idiot. The nerd checks the nerd. My apologies. (laughs) We'll edit that out later. Um, (laughs) no. So, uh, um. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's the editor his call. Um, uh, so my my assumption here is that Gertie either has connection to a relay that is outside of this circular jamming, you know, signal, or mm-hmm. Gertie's just riding a Space Force. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad, bad Star Wars reference there, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, no, so I think he's got access to some sort of broadcasting system outside of this jammed... Because the rovers are equipped with interplanetary communications. Right. They can, right. They can, talk, so to they can talk to one another. So the, the because the rovers are sending data both to SAM for when he needs to fix it immediately on site, but then also to Earth. So it, we're inside of these things and there's a jammer simply for SAM. Every component of the base and any technology that SAM comes into contact with. Right. Um,
0: so I guess upon seeing these jammers, old Sam is so moved that it causes him to vomit blood and he decides to go back to the bath. In another scene that like reminds me of what could be out of like a horror movie, he starts vomiting into the toilet and eventually recovers his tooth from there. And yeah. that, that, another thing that made me cringe in a good way, when he picks up his tooth and holds it towards the camera. It's yeah. Just like blood soaked everywhere, r- running down his sleeve, dripping
1: off his hands. Yeah. I mean that tooth came out with some gum too, it looked like. Um, yeah. It so, reminded
0: me of like some Cronenberg
1: body horror reads. Yeah. Yes, like the swab yes, or something. Yeah, Someone's like tooth falling out. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Or um if you are Guillermo Del Toro fans on um, the strain, you know, people right. are losing using Genitalia left and right. lovely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe yeah, I gotta see that. Yeah. Gotta rewatch um, the strain maybe, against maybe. the Striz. The Striz, as we call it in this household, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, as far as horror TV goes, great show to check out. But this is just old Sam continuing his deterioration. Yep. And also to that suggestion, like when your teeth start falling out in your dreams, you're stressed, you know, that old yeah. know, psychological analysis of, 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 dreams. So like it, 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 on that experience undermines old Sam's perception of reality more. So I think, you know, uh, turning that screw tighter. Right. Um, because, like, oh, is this just a dream? Am I going to wake up? Am I really stressed? And that's what this is. Because um, he's woken up before. Yeah, from, many times. From nothing, times, like, many right. times, right? So.
0: Yeah, so um, he's, you know, now not just skeptical enough to start following some of young Sam's ideas, but he decides he wants to access, you know, the video logs of what happened before he was there. And he doesn't have the credentials to do it, but Gertie, in a somewhat heroic move, comes in and punches in the password for him. And we see that these multiple Sams that have lived before him on this base have also, like, deteriorated down at the end of their three-year contract. And the shuttle home is actually just an incinerator. And... It's brutal. Yeah, for, I mean, like, it just looks ugly and then like, yeah, there's a video of it. Relax, yeah. it's all good. You'll be home soon, you know, you're not oh, feeling that, well, but that it, moment it's makes fine. me sick. He goes yeah. to the room where this supposed shuttle, quote unquote, is, and this video plays of this corporate suit talking to him, like, Oh, we're all so proud of know. you. You should rest easy on your way home. It's just whispering sweet nothings yeah. into his ear before he dies. Like, yeah. Oh.
1: Now, um you know, I don't know much about and I hope to never live long enough to a stage where I know enough about, you know, sentient human cloned beings deteriorating rapidly. But <laughs> the scientific understanding here is... You um, might be finding out whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the accelerated process is, is somewhat ugly uh, because you don't show... I mean obviously he's showing, with yeah, he's teeth, showing but like your your in your interior he looks like a mess. The the lining of your organs interiory like in, like the breaks down. It's almost like you have a hemorrhagic fever, right? Like right. your skin gets pale but and like stuff just starts falling apart. So that tooth scene is really hard. And and young Sam, uh, who seems to be uh quick off the bat, mm-hmm. um knows what it means. Right. You know, he gets the inkling first when he hits him in the face, and he's like, dude, I didn't hit you that hard. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, like, he sees this, and he's like, all right. He's has right.
0: trouble facing it yeah, later well, in the he knows movie when it reality, gets yeah. really intense. Because he knows that that's his reality. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't blame him. It's a hard thing to, like, essentially watch yourself die. But we'll get more to that later. Yeah. So, old Sam does some snooping around the shuttle homeroom, and he finds that underneath there's a little stairway down to uh, a room that just stretches the whole base and it's full of Sam clones and when he shows young Sam even cynical young Sam is like Jesus Christ yeah. look at how many of them that blue is
1: young the young Sam's mind like right. Sam, like young Sam already had come to terms in 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 the best way he could mm-hmm. in a time given um he'd already come to terms With the situation, but he didn't understand the magnitude of it. Yeah, the scope of it—that there'd be like this many clones, like easily at least like a hundred. At least, at least. Um, And who knows if the process for making more wasn't stationed there in the first place and artificially run? We have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We do later get to a point where we can mathematically interpret which Sam we're on generationally, but um, we've got no idea for the capabilities moving forward after this point.
0: Okay. We do know
1: that there are what seems to be hundreds of Sams ready to pop out, ready to beat birds, so to speak. Yeah. At any given time, if it comes necessary, but we don't know if they possess the capabilities to make more Sams there. If this is just something like ad infinitum, right? That like right. could be done. Um, which, which is the point I brought up at the beginning is what is the cost, right? So we yeah. say one human at a time over three years, but. Yeah, that, that adds, adds up,
0: up. Right. You know, three years goes quickly. Yeah. As those Sam's before our old Sam saw themselves. And as old Sam is seeing very really for himself now. So seeing all his clones coming face to face with that really fucks with him. And he knows that there's only like one strand in this mystery really left out there. And that's his wife and his daughter, Tess and Eve. So he gets himself a video feed, and he decides to go out past where the antenna jammers are. But before he leaves, he runs into Gertie, and he asks, you know, him, "Why did you help me back there when I didn't have the credentials to view the video files? Why'd you punch it in for me?" And Gertie says, and I think Kevin Spacey does like generally like a good job with the monotone delivery, yeah. but this is the one time like a genuine pride in his voice yeah. where he says, "Helping you is what I do, Sam." And I, I like yeah. that little moment. Well, like, as I said, like, another little moment of warmth from Gertie. Like, he's just a little warmth cardboard box that floats through the hallways. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was that was moving. Yeah, was like, cause, and, and and I think the inflection and in reflecting that, 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 that genuine... Like, he's proud of it. Uh, yeah. And so there's a think. self-reflection going on there in the AI where he's like, this is the kind of code where following it makes me feel like i'm doing the best of my abilities whereas like there's other source code where i've gone against it right and having like negated that for this make is you know gives me meaning somehow right like so that was kind of humanizing the ai and then again questioning what it means to be a human i don't think that that i don't think that any good sci-fi movie that deals with that question ever tries to answer it it just tries to broaden and and deconstruct the preconceived notions when people attempt to come to an answer within like three minutes like you know what is a human oh it's this right right like the, the the good stuff will 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 stretch yeah your preconceived notions um to the point where like you have to kind of admit that that's an unanswerable question right or the only thing that actually matters at the end of the day is the answer that we act on um yeah so uh i think that was kind of a beautiful moment that moment got me definitely
0: but we follow that moment of warmth up with for what for me is easily like the most emotional and saddest part of the movie is when sam gets out there and his lunar rover past the the signal block when older sam gets out there yeah he uh, decides to call home thankfully they haven't changed their phone number he still remembers it and uh, a woman picks up the call he asks for his wife tess and she informs him that Tess has been dead for some time. And he asks, how do you know? And she says, it's his daughter. And this is where it starts to break. She says, it's Eve. And he's like, M- how did mommy die, Eve? How did mommy die? die? Yeah. Um, she doesn't really answer it. And she says, somebody's talking about mom. And he hears his own voice say, who's talking about mom? presumably this is the original sam bell and it's it is, it is the actor's voice he can't um, handle it he shuts the, off the, the, feed. F- the feed and like this is probably sam rockwell's like best emotional part of the movie like if i was submitting like an oscar you know nomination for him that's like what i would uh choose is that specific scene and it's also has my favorite shot in the whole movie where it ends with this great juxtaposition of his lunar rover in the foreground and the earth all the way off in the distance, like, so big and beautiful, but, like, so far away, and it's, you know, overlaid with his audio of saying, like, I want to go home. That's, like, what he's perceived, what he's led to believe is home, but this is actually where he is. The moon is actually his home. It's a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you were born here, you're gonna die here kind of moment. Um. Yeah. And when he gets back to the base, Sam too or you know young sam sees the recording of the call as well and then and young sam didn't go out with him. if you recall yeah young sam, sam did
1: not go out with young sam, sam found a hole in the, in the in the array or he might have been out there working on disabling ones that that that, that uh old sam could get out there but he didn't go with him because no. he knew why he was going
0: so he sees a recording of the call and he's really moved emotionally Cause that's his. The camera keeps him in frame the entire time so you can see the reaction as you hear the audio of the call that old Sam made. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like it's easy to forget, based on how different they are, that they still have the same memories. Like he was waking up believing that this was his wife and this was his daughter, too.
1: That's their lodestar, their emotional lodestar around which they built... Their identity, and then also which the company uses as the motivating factor for them to work well. Yeah, through those three years, and
0: this is kind of a turning point in the relationship
1: because it's where younger Sam,
0: you know, this combined with older Sam's rapid deterioration, he starts being nicer him. to him. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a pity or respect thing, and I think it's both. Like I think he's like scared of seeing him, you know, dying. But he starts being, he's like, come on, put on the hat. Like, let's get you into bed and stuff like that. But it's also, I think he like, gained respect for old Sam going out there and making that call.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he, he, at this point, recognizes that could have been me. Yeah. And there's nothing to suggest that it wouldn't be. And the only reason I'm not is because I have him standing in front of me. So it becomes this empathetic versus sympathetic versus pity I, 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 I don't want to use pity because of the connotation it carries mm. it, it's it's pitiful but I don't think that he feels pity I think he feels empathy yeah because it could have very well been him if you know right he didn't come up questioning and then caught that message with Gertie right like if he would gotten up walked around and Gertie wasn't talking to people like that then I don't think there would have been that questioning I need to you know create a reason to go outside and find out what the fuck's going on like right so, I think it, it really clicks for him then. That, that, yeah, that, that could have very well been me very easily. You know, waited mm-hmm. two weeks. <laughs> you know, two weeks would all it would have been taken for yeah. intimidating him. So, um, again, referencing the importance of time and identity and being and how we define our being, very Heideggerian, pretty philosophy guys out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, at this point, young Sam develops a, begins to develop a plan. You know, yeah they
0: um, realize that that supposed rescue mission that's coming there will kill them if they find two sams so they he has this plan to wake up a sam and put his body in the crash rover that's out there so they'd find it but and send old sam back to earth in the process as the shuttle arrives so they won't notice but uh you know old sam is just he's on the verge of death right now and he himself like realizes like i can't be the one to do this is like, put me in the rover, and you, Young Sam, go back, live and, the life that uh, I couldn't have,
1: I can't have. And uh, I think Young Sam has determined his entire identity as, as ending here, being the one that breaks the cycle. Mm. Um, you have to imagine Sisyphus smiling as he pushes the boulder up the hill, <laughs> up the I'm the hill like, yeah. I'll push the boulder up one last time, um, but I'm not going to let it roll back down for another version of me just to push it up here, I'm going to fuck some shit up, so... And that's going to be me. But you're the one who lived your entire existence wanting to get back to this place, so let's send you. Right. Like, I've accepted that I'm going to die because you're not going to make it back to Earth, essentially. The yeah. time will take, you know, your three days yeah. journey, we're yeah. told it is, so he definitely
0: wouldn't last. Yeah. So Old Sam and Young Sam agree on that plan, and Young Sam drives Old Sam out to the, uh, the crash rover. And um, it's probably the last, like, nice touching scene of the movie is where they share, they reminisce in a memory about how they initially met Tess Bell. And Old Sam starts this story, and halfway through, Young Young Sam Sam finishes finishes it, it, which is a a beautiful little touch there. So Old Sam is seemingly dead at this point. Young Sam puts his body in the rover and goes back. Uh, You know, it's... Gertie realizes, like, hey, this rescue team comes up here. If you go back, they're just going to check my memory, so you're going to have to erase it and um young sam agrees he's like are you gonna be okay with that and gertie's like of course you know me and this new sam here that we're waking up are gonna go do our programming and then it's like the major fist bump moment of the movie at least for me when i first saw it young sam says to gertie you know we're not programmed gertie we're people yes that oh my god that got me and yeah. he, uh, you know, resets Gertie, and, like, he has these, we didn't mention, but Gertie has all these post-it notes on him, like, Sam's been, like, using them, you know, post for reminders, and he's got this kick-me sign on his back, and after resetting him, you know, like, out of the sign of respect, he removes the kick-me sign, Yeah, and it's a nice little touch. So, and basically, like, the plan works. In the end. Yeah. Rescue so, team comes in. They're uh, completely fooled. And
1: young Sam gets out. Yep. And old Sam fucks shit up outside so that they're distracted out there.
0: Yeah. Well, he's dead. Dead, yes. As, as it should be noted, as young Sam leaves, leaves in his shuttle, yeah, he sees it before he dies. Yeah. So. And as young Sam left, he uh, broke up. He re programmed the Harvesters to run into the antenna jammer thus creating a live signal feed for earth okay. for the next sam who's coming so he officially breaks the cycle,
1: cycle yeah that's like that he he puts another hole in the cave so to speak to shine a little light down there it's uh yeah 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 it's beautiful it's
0: awesome. a nice little fitting in like this is a movie that it's like deceptively simple it tells a very simple story and it like dances a little bit with a lot of like heavy
1: ideas Which, yeah, we tried to touch upon. There's some stuff, I think, upon having this conversation that I would like to, you know, reflect upon a little more. Yeah. Um, uh, Definitely, like, fucking with the idea of, like, what, not only what is a person or a human being, but, like, how are they formed? Right. You know, earth to death kind of idea. Um, That I, I am Jake that said I yesterday, but I'm not the same Jake today. Even though there is some continuity, there isn't, you know. Me meeting myself from yesterday would necessarily impact yesterday's Jake, so that when he becomes me tomorrow, um, <laughs> that he's different. Um, so it's just kind of that like interaction and that creation of identity around memory and and all that. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, but I think I think the heavy hitting point was the consumerism right
0: like right. that that uh don't feel bad about consuming the power yeah you know don't feel bad about the guy dying up there every yeah. three years I mean, i'll tell you about it right? right so any final thoughts on the movie and Watch also it. yeah okay i was about to ask would you recommend Recommended
1: it highly um yeah me too uh, spoilers <laughs> so yeah i definitely recommend it highly um it's
0: short it's, it's short it, it's got a it's a like this slow moving pace to it but it's only 90 minute long so it goes by fairly fast sam rockwell's fantastic in this movie it's a nice like restrained direction like nice simple story that touches on a lot of ideas yeah. and yet it's still a pressure cooker right yeah in my opinion like it yeah it's got like
1: that it, ticking it, clock it, element yeah. in mo- multiple ways for its for its time for its runtime it cooks slow and low um and it builds nicely Definitely. Um, and it doesn't leave you relieved, which is good because it should, because we need to think about how we're consuming now and, and at what cost. And if we ever get to a point, what cost would we be willing to pay in the future right. to keep our ice pops frozen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our, phone's charged. our phone is charged.
0: So that's Moon, baby. That's so moon, if you've baby. listened this whole way, thank you for joining us. Uh, we actually, I'd say both appreciate it. You Very know? much. We'd also appreciate it if you could, like, leave a rating or a comment. You know, let us know what you thought. And uh, we'll be back with a new movie next week that yes. Jake will be choosing. Yes, I get to pick next TBD. TBD. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.